This podcast is for mature audiences 18 and over and for entertainment purposes only. Please contact your healthcare provider before pursuing any of our topics discussed. You're listening to Eat, Play, Sex with Dr. Cat, the place to get play, sex, and nutrition talk straight to your ears. Hey, lovers, and welcome to another episode of Eat, Play, Sex. I'm your sex expert, Dr. Cat. We are currently experiencing an exciting moment in our history <laughs> where years from now, we'll be able to tell our quarantine-born babies and grandbabes how we courageously withstood the powers of the virus, conspiracy theories, and social pressure to staying in isolation by nourishing ourselves on educational documentaries like The Tiger King and Love is Blind, where we learn that, yes, you can murder your disagreeing wealthy-as-fuck husband never get caught, as well as fall in love and marry somebody that you've never seen before while in isolating little box, which ended up being how you met your baby mama or your daddy on Tinder Zoom dates. <laughs> and we'll fondly reminisce over the time that we blankly stared out the window for so long that our retinas in our eyes failed, making our vision blur, and we became convinced that we entered a new total alien dimension. And we'll explain with tears welling in our eyes why we can no longer eat banana bread because it was the only thing our roommate, roommate would make and we couldn't stop ourselves from devouring everything in the pantry. Or maybe that's just me. I don't know. Still trying to figure that one out. <laughs> or maybe you're one of those people who are who have mastered the art of telekinesis and attracted a million followers to your TikTok profile and listen to 73 episodes of Eat, Play, Sex podcast, where now you're a master at sex and love. Thank you. You're welcome. And <laughs> we're about to make you more of an expert. So this is a period of time that we're probably never going to forget. And we have been forever changed and evolved, whether we're conscious to this or not. But for those of you who are still trying to figure out what to do with this time, what to do with yourself, what to do with your mind, or maybe you're just needing some new inspiration on how to keep you and your relationship and your restless mind happy and healthy, <laughs> I've got the perfect person here to guide you through that. I have with me Dr. Jeremy Goldberg with Long Distance Love Bombs, and he's here to help you navigate all of this <laughs> and especially share with you how you can turn activity of watching dry paint into a thoughtful provoking Instagram post to inspire self-love and, and self-care. It's actually really good and that's why I reached out to him this time. But before we get to Jeremy, I want to thank you all for tuning in. I want to thank you for your iTunes reviews. I want to thank you for sharing this with your neighbors. Uh, all of this is helping me to gain points in the podcast stratosphere. And that's, that's really nice. If you haven't already, please head to eatplaysex.com where you can subscribe to the show, connect with me and snag any of my free guides for you to uplevel your sex love and vitality. Yeah. Now, I'm so excited. Our awesome guest here is Dr. Jeremy Goldberg with Long Distance Love Bombs. Yay! 
Thank you, Jeremy. Hi, Kat. I'm, <laughs> I'm stoked to be here. This is going to be fun, I feel. Are you already having fun? Because I am. <laughs> I mean, you're basically a cartoon character who's hyped up on caffeine. So I'm, I'm just enjoying the show. Yeah. <laughs> We were just talking before this, and I think, I I don't know, maybe I intimidated you by just like, but I I don't typically, I'm not typically a coffee person, but I did this morning, and I feel like it's, I'm like this motorboat that's just like, you know? You've got, you've got some energy today. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's good. (laughs) Yeah. So the first time that I had met Jeremy, I mean, I've been following his Instagram, um, his Instagram account, um, long distance love bombs for a while. And let me tell you, they are total wisdom bombs. So if you haven't checked it out, they're, they're really good. They literally make me cry sometimes because they're just like dope. And it's, it's one of those things, Jeremy, where it's like, you read it and you're like, you're like snapping. You're like, fuck yeah, that's, yes, that's me. You know, like raising your hand and nobody else is in the room to actually see you raise your hand. But then you realize how dumb you are for raising your hand. But that's, that's what this is for me. (laughs) Amazing. I love that. That's an honor. And yeah, I often get messages from people saying things like, you're in my head right now, or it's almost as if you wrote that post for me, which and I love did. because, yeah, as a writer, I mean, that's exactly what I hope to do, right? Is to communicate feelings and emotion in a way that resonates with the reader. And mm. I, I love and am honored that you are drawn to the work and that it lands. Um, that's amazing. Thank you. Mm, yeah, yeah. And then you were, I was so honored when you invited me to be on your podcast and we dropped in some, yeah. to some epic shit around relationships and sex and trauma. Yeah. Yeah, we went deep. Like, uh, I was like, yeah, Kat Meyer, she's so fun and playful. And then you're like, oh, hang on. I'm really fucking smart and I <laughs> am going to go... <laughs> right into my bone marrow and pull out some truths. And I was like, oh, all right. (laughs) So yeah, so you could, if you're listening, you could find that on my podcast. Uh, And now we're flipping the script and I'm the guest today. Episode 43, I looked it up. Okay, perfect. (laughs) Yeah, so if you don't get enough of the sweet alchemy between our two voices in this one, (laughs) definitely check that one out. So tell the tell my listeners a little bit about who you are in this world. You're sending love bombs everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So who am I? I am I'm trying to make kindness cool and compassion commonplace. That's kind of like the elevator pitch line of my work. Um, I have a podcast, I wrote a book. I'm a recovering scientist who spent more than a decade working in natural resource management and like coral reef ecology. What? So, yeah. So I, I worked on the Great Barrier Reef for like seven years and I lived in the South Pacific for two years and I witnessed a tsunami and I lived in Thailand and I've, yeah, I was a big ocean dork and a sustainability conservation nerd and still am in many ways. And then while I was doing my PhD, I started this kind of side project called Long Distance Love Bombs. Mm-hmm. Um where I kind of was trying to inspire people and create a more conscious collective. I started writing and ranting and raving on the internet and started Instagram. And I was just leaving handwritten notes everywhere that I went. 
like underneath people's windshield wipers or at the supermarket. And that was fun. And that was me trying to just create a world where people are kinder and more connected to each other. I love that. And you, you were on a Ted talk and I Mm -hmm. just discovered your Ted talk when I was going in down the, the rabbit hole of Dr. Jeremy (laughs) right to prep for this. I was like, Oh my God, there's so much here. And the Ted talk was really powerful. Um, It was about how you were inspired to start doing, leaving these love notes. Yeah, exactly. So so I was doing that for a while, and then um, I gave a TED Talk, which was so surreal and completely a dream come true, uh, to like walk out on that little red dot and <laughs> freak out, basically, and then still have to give this TED Talk. Um, yeah, so the TED Talk is called What If Kindness Was Cool? And that was kind of the question that was in my brain after I had an interesting encounter with a stranger in an airport. And... What if kindness was cool kind of got me thinking about a world where people are, you know, more respectful of each other, where people can express emotions, where we look after one another. And then I started envisioning what that world would look like and how it would be. And so then I started taking action on that. Um, And then that led me to writing articles on the internet and publishing on various websites. I put out a book. I've started coaching. i lead workshops and retreats. I have like the whole Mm -hmm. personal development starter kit. Like I got the man bun. I got the nose (laughs) ring, you know, like got the podcast, like I'm (laughs) doing all this stuff. Um, Dope ass quote memes. (laughs) Yeah. Like I make memes on the internet. Um, But like overall, I, I like to describe myself as like a ferocious never giver upper. I'm like, a love bombing kindness pirate. I'm an anti-quitting word wizard. Like I just like, I'm a writer basically. I Mm -hmm. I create things that make the world better. And, uh, and that's feels fun to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm because of my background in science, I'm very like analytical and rational. Mm -hmm. I, I like to tease out why things are the way they are. And then I use that in my coaching and online courses, trying to help people understand why they're doing the things that they're doing and how they can change themselves. I think that's amazing. There's there's so much power in the ability to influence people or help people heal through this being an artist. So it sounds mm. like you've done such a good job of finding this balance of how can I be this artist while also incorporating all this uh, wisdom and thought-provoking material for people yeah. to chew on themselves. Exactly. Yeah. And it took me like three years to figure out that that's actually what I was trying to do. I was just kind of, (laughs) kind of just treading water, groping blindly through the darkness of like doing things that felt good and felt fun. But essentially what I'm doing is like taking the years and years of scientific research and knowledge that I have and then kind of wrapping it up in an artistic, fun, um, easy reading way to try Mm -hmm. to communicate truth. Mm. Um, through expression and emotion. Yeah. Yeah. That's so powerful. And not everybody mm. has that, that um, talent to be able to, to like, you know, really get in through penetrate people's defenses <laughs> and make them cry like me, you know, and be like, oh, okay, I can see what's up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's an honor. It's truly, it's, it's a privilege and it's something that I really enjoy doing. So I just feel very blessed to be able to play you know, and call it work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there was this, um, 
I started this tradition at Burning Man where I write love letters and give them out to people as well. And mm. so when I read about what you did, you know, leaving these notes around in just random places for people to find, I was mm. like, I could really relate, in fact, into just the sense of feeling like you are, somebody's going to feel seen. Mm. And you're not necessarily going to be witness them being seen, but just mm -hmm. that knowing that you're contributing to that is mm -hmm. just so amazing. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. And I think underneath that is this realization that you just never know what people are going through. Mm -hmm. um, you, we see countless strangers well, we used to see countless strangers on the street uh, before all of us were locked in our homes. Uh, but yeah, you see people on the subway or in traffic or at your workplace or at school or whatever, at the gym. Uh, and we're all going through stuff. Uh, we all have big dreams. We all have frustrations or challenges in our life. We all have things that we're working through. And I tend to forget that. And I tend to forget that everybody is as complex and emotional as I am myself. Um, and I think the process of writing those little notes, which were just encouraging little insights, you know, like life is beautiful and so are you, is one example. And I just like the idea that somebody could stumble upon these little messages and perhaps smile or perhaps be encouraged to keep breathing that day, to keep going, to not feel so alone or lonely in the world. And I think that's what we're kind of here to do, right? Is like Ram Das had that great line about, we're all just here to walk each other home, you know? And I feel mm -hmm. like more than ever before, we're witnessing our fragility uh, in society and, and in our institutions right now. And I'm hopeful that this opportunity brings us closer together instead of shoving us further apart. Right, right. And there's so many different ways that we can take that. Um, and before I jump into that, you're still doing the the notes to people, right? Even even though we're in this quarantine, this bizarre space, you're. I think you're still sending them out. Yeah, like definitely not as much as I used to. Like I used to sit and just write dozens of these things at a time mm -hmm. and like my hand really got to hurting. And so what I did was I printed cards, like business cards. Mm -hmm. And the cards have uh, a dozen different sayings on the back. So there's 12 different versions of the cards. And then I started selling those just for cost. So like, you know, 10 cards for like a dollar or whatever it was, um, trying to get this out into the world. But more recently, I think like a month ago, I put a thing on my Instagram that was like, hey, if you need a little pep talk or if you're feeling terrible, like send me your address and I'll just mail you a little package. And, um, like now I have stickers. I'll send you some stickers, Kat. Yo, uh, yes. <clears throat> some, I want some, some stickers. Like, yeah. I got some rad stickers that I'm stoked on. So yeah, I mean, it, it might seem like a small act to mail somebody a package, but like we all love getting real mail and yeah. we all love getting handwritten notes. Oh God. Yeah. And we all love knowing that people care about us and, so I'm not really convinced that those little things are so little after all. I mm -hmm. kind of am starting to believe that the big things are just the little things that we pay more attention to, mm. you know? 
and uh, and yeah, that's just my my little way of trying to make a difference, and it makes me feel good, which is an interesting byproduct of giving is that you feel good, um, and the good that you are sharing comes back to you just by the simple act of doing it, mm-hmm. which was interesting. So yeah, just trying to do my part, you know. Yeah, while you're doing it. And hopefully this inspires other people to also be able to. And I mean, I can imagine, you know, even sending notes out to to people or leaving notes for people at grocery stores or, you know, somewhere that, um, I don't know, like like, feeling connected, even though we're we're isolated. And like another thing that you can do currently is, is like pick up your phone. Right now, you pause this podcast, pick up your phone and like shoot a text message or an email to someone in your life that you really care about, but that you've kind of lost touch with or that you haven't talked to in a while and just tell them, hey, I'm thinking of you. Uh, I miss you. And you're really important to me Mm -hmm. or, or that you're really special to me. And like it takes what, 20 seconds, 30 seconds and like, how great would you feel to receive that message from somebody that you also care about? And so I think these things aren't necessarily difficult or hard or time consuming, but I think that we tend to have a story that they are mm-hmm. like to, to reconnect that relationship or to, you know, feel really close to someone that that means like an hour intense, vulnerable conversation. And like, Really, it might just mean something heartfelt in three sentences Mm -hmm. um, to really build that bond. And if you don't have the energy or the time to be able to hold the container for an hour long conversation, you know, it's up to you to put the boundaries up and, and, you know, if if it starts to move that direction, right? Communicate (laughs) that, yeah. 100%. Um, You know, I'm I'm just thinking for so many people out there, I, I feel really privileged. I live in a place that I have space, that I have, you know, a lot of light. I have food in my refrigerator. I have, Mm -hmm. you know, work that I can do online. And there's so many people who are not that privileged. They don't have these things. They're struggling with this time. I feel like I'm, I'm doing really well, but a lot of people aren't. And so to think about um, them, you know, thinking about other people, they may not, that may not be a default for them to be able to do like empathy fatigue. They're, they're so fatigued on taking care of themselves that they have trouble thinking about other people. Sure. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How would you, what, what would you say to people who might be struggling during this time or how can they take this time as a um, way to be there for themselves? Um, I would say to prioritize yourself. And what I mean by that is if you are feeling like you do not want to talk to anybody today, that's totally okay. Uh, you don't have to. Like, you're, you're an adult. Uh, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. And on that same note, you don't have to be friends with anybody that you don't want to be friends with. Like, you don't have to have a conversation that you don't want to have. Like, that's totally okay. So you can prioritize yourself and you can do it in a loving and kind way in which you communicate your needs and your truth without being disrespectful or a jerk, right? You could say, for example, hey, you know what? You're, you're really important to me 
and you matter. And I 100% want to have this conversation and catch up with you. But today I'm feeling like I got smashed by a dinosaur driving a train. I'm exhausted. Uh, can we please um, connect later this week? Right? Like, that's okay. Uh, prioritize yourself. If that means that you don't want to do yoga today because you want to take a nap. That's what your body is telling you that you need. Great. Take a nap. Rest up. Take a bubble bath. Like, skip the workout. That's okay. Like, again, you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. That's cool. Uh, prioritize yourself. So uh, getting still and getting clear with what you really need. Being aware of what would best serve you moment to moment, day to day. And so that might mean that you really do need to reach out and connect with somebody. And so maybe it means that you set aside some time to make a phone call or go for a walk in the forest and talk to a tree. <laughs> Shout at the woods and get some anger out. Prioritize <laughs> yourself. Like there are no there are no rules at this moment. Like the world is in a wild and whimsical state. Mm -hmm. Like we're we're all just trying to figure it out. And so I think what's happening for a lot of us is that we are being stripped of our distractions and we are being uh, removed from our busyness and our avoidance practices. And we're sitting at home alone with all of the feelings that we've been repressing for a long time. And that can be really challenging. You know, a lot will come up and that's okay because you could prioritize yourself like, and you could uh, play Kung Fu with your pillows if you need to get some aggression out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Or you can light some sage and light or Palo Santo and, <laughs> and light some, light some fucking incense and do some yin yoga for an hour. Like whatever you need, prioritize yourself. Like, what about, so that's like, I keep coming back to that. Yeah. What about people who might, you know, are hearing your words and they're like, but I feel bad. Or yeah. isn't that selfish to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Kat, you're gonna, you just keep poking me. I'm getting fired up now. <laughs> so, uh, so I think inherent in that question is this mistaken belief that being selfish is bad. And I challenge that notion. I believe that selfishness is a very righteous act of self-care and self-love. Mm. And so, yeah. It is selfish to say to somebody, hey, I don't want to talk to you tonight. Uh, hey, I don't want to do that thing that we agreed to do tonight because uh, I'm not feeling it and I need to prioritize myself. Uh, yeah, it's selfish. And guess what? It's, it's also healthy and it's beneficial. And in many ways, it's beautiful because it means that you are being courageous enough to love yourself enough that you're okay disappointing other people. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome. Because you're prioritizing yourself. And so, yeah, like it can feel really challenging to do that, especially if you're not used to it, yeah. especially if you are used to people pleasing or having porous boundaries where people walk all over you. Or if you just say yes all the time because you don't want to be that person that causes trouble, etc. Quote, unquote. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hypothetically, if you're codependent or were raised in a family system in which you had to be the goody, goody, um, perfect person who takes care of other people in order to receive love, that's going to manifest now. Like, so it's all an opportunity for you to get clear as to 
what's happening in your life right now. Get curious as to what you need. Get curious as to the patterns that you're reliving day after day after day. Get clear on being present and, and like maybe use this time to experiment with trying new things. And boundaries is, is one example of that. I've been trying a lot of new things. I've been trying wigs on. I've been trying, you know. I saw that. That was so weird and amazing. Your Instagram post. (laughs) Trying new different personalities, different parts of myself were coming out in this strange place. It it, it was like 60 seconds of you putting on wigs and pretending to be other people. And I watched it and then was so totally enthralled in the moment. And it ended. And I realized my jaw was kind of open. I was just like. What? What did I just watch? That was incredible. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, that's a good example, right? So you can play. Like, yeah, you're trapped in a house. Not trapped. That's too harsh of a word. Uh, You're you're inside a lot. And you've decided, hey, I'm going to play. I've got these wigs in my house. I'm just going to pretend and like be a five-year-old kid. And I'm going to shoot some videos and make some weird voices and Mm -hmm. have some fun. Mm -hmm. And so... So fun is still possible. Play is still possible. Connection is still possible. Like the pandemic hasn't removed any of this from our life. It's just changed the way that we manifest those. What do you think? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I get in these conversations or I see a lot of people who talk about self-love and self-care and, and, you know, these same topics you're bringing up. What do you, how would you define what self-care is, or self-love is? And is it different than self-care or how would you differentiate that for people? I view, yeah, it's a great question because I often work with clients and they're like, I just don't love myself. How mm-hmm. do I love myself? Or, yeah. you know, I just want to love my body. Yeah. Um, so the way that I approach that, and this might be an oversimplification, but I view self-love as self-acceptance. And so when I focus on self-acceptance, and I encourage my clients to focus on self-acceptance, that to me gives an action that can be taken, right? So it's, it can be like amorphous and vague to just love yourself. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, how do you love something that you don't accept, right? If, if you don't accept that your body is this amount of pounds, like how can you ever love that? If you don't accept that you are where you are in life, like how can you ever love that? And so I view that as kind of the starting point Um, And then underneath that is a practice of awareness. Uh, So for me, like all roads kind of lead back to awareness. And I I see that as like the root of change. So how do you change something if you're not aware that you're doing it, right? Um, And so I think through that practice of self-acceptance leads to self-love. And then I see self-care is almost like a maintenance protocol Mm. of, of your sanity and your, um, your best self. Mm -hmm. So self-care would be things like in my brain, at least like meditation, journaling, yoga, like all this standard stuff that, that hippies do, you know, Mm -hmm. like, uh, maybe it's (laughs) like playing a game or a sport or going jogging. It's like the stuff that fulfills you and the stuff that brings you joy and bliss and helps you connect to yourself and stay present. Um, 
Does that make sense? It does. It is. So as you were saying, we have this opportunity where we are inside a lot and we're faced with our, uh, with our thoughts and yeah. the conversations that we've suppressed for a while. And now they're coming forward and we're realizing, okay, how do I see myself? How do I take care of myself doing these things that give me feeling purpose or, or um, that I enjoy enjoyment? Yeah. Um, how are are there, you know, for me personally, I'm, I'm diving in and learning some things about myself, like taking intentional mm-hmm. times to journal and, and figuring yeah. out some of the reasons why I do think, do what I do relationally, <laughs> you know, and, and, um, I wonder, are there things that you're learning right now about yourself in this amazing <laughs> container? <laughs> you're laughing <Yeah>. over there. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm laughing because we talked about this before we started recording and, uh, so I bring it I up. I know. And I kind of unloaded a little bit. And then I was like, I'm happy to chat about this. And I saw you like, oh, yeah, we will. Um, So, yeah, I'm in a I'm in a very interesting environment for myself that I haven't been in in a long time. And um, so I was in Costa Rica for two months and I I led a retreat and I taught workshops and stuff. and, And it was great. And I came back to L.A. to visit my family for a week before moving to Colorado and then going to Europe and doing all of these amazing things. And in that time that I was here, that one week where I was visiting family and catching up, the world changed and the the pandemic was a thing and all of my events got canceled or postponed. Um, and so I was with my girlfriend and we just decided to hang around here for a minute and just see, you know, how this unfolds. And that was six weeks ago now. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so I've been living with my dad and my stepmom and my brother and my sister who, um, who are amazing and I love them. And uh, they're also my family. (laughs) And, (laughs) uh, and so there's, there's a lot that's come up. There's a lot of energy, um, there's a lot of uh, habits that I've noticed in them and in myself. Uh, and then I'm living with my girlfriend, right? So one thing that I've noticed is that my personal space is a limited uh, supply. Uh, I don't have a lot of alone time uh, unintentionally, let's say. And so one thing that I've noticed is I have to create space for myself to be alone mm-hmm. because I really like being alone. Yeah, me too. I'm like... <laughs> I'm like part hermit, like, and in many ways, like I've been training for this isolation my whole life. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I just have to be alone and read and create and write and like learn how to play guitar. Like, yes. this is dope. Yo, we're like shit. the same. People yeah. project that I'm super extroverted, but like, yeah. I'm more of an introverted turtle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, so along that line for me, uh, b- being around people, even though I love every person that I'm around sure. and, and I'm so lucky because I get to like hug people and I see people that I love every day and spend time with them yeah. and it's beautiful and amazing. And, uh, I don't like being around people all the time. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's not very great for me. And so one thing I'm learning is to be able to say to my girlfriend, for example, and have a boundary around that in which I say, I'm going for a walk. And I, I'm going for a walk. Like I need some alone time. And, um, 
and I don't want you to come if it comes to that of like, no, like I need some alone time. Uh, and it would be great. You know, we go for walks other times and we're a couple and we hold hands and we talk oh and it's God, beautiful. So cute. But then like other times I'm like, I just want to be alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, that's been something that's come up quite a lot is recognizing um, that I do need that. And then a second thing that's come up for me is recognizing how good I am at subconsciously avoiding feelings. Ooh, go into that. <laughs> yeah. So tell me more. Or, or distracting myself so that I don't have to feel things. Mm-hmm. But on the surface, calling that productivity or mm-hmm. my passion project or fun. Uh, so I'm really good, I've noticed, and my girlfriend's been really helpful in pointing that out in a loving, gentle way. And she's also a like a health and mindset coach. So she oh, really amazing. knows her shit. Yeah. So she's invited me forward <laughs> in many, many parts of <laughs> my life. How does she, um, how does she do that? So for our listeners who are like, well, how do I invite quote unquote yeah. my partner into that space? Yeah. Right. Off? It's such a, the, the alternative perspective on this topic that I often hear is like, how do I change my man? Yeah. Yeah. How do I get him to show up? (laughs) How do I make my guy do the work? Right. Uh, cause I'm enlightened and I read the books and I listen to the podcast and I know my shit. Uh, I I love you. If you're listening, that's not a dick. Um, so, I mean, Oh God, we could do a whole podcast on just that, but okay. I invite you. Yeah. Invite me back. (laughs) Um, One thing that I have learned in my own life and one thing that I try to communicate to people when I do hear that question is the answer often to how do I get my man to change is you don't, right? Because you don't get anybody to change if they don't want to change. And from my experience as a man and like, knowing a bunch of dudes, it can also like backfire. It can have this weird boomerang effect of like, don't tell me what to do. Like, oh, you want me to read that book? Well, now I'm definitely not reading that book. For whatever reason, I'm just a stubborn punk and it's in my DNA to resist being told what to do. Uh, (laughs) So it's a really delicate balance, right? Um, And when there's emotion and love involved, it can be super frustrating Mm -hmm. when you can see so much potential in a partner and you, and you know, from doing the work yourself, or you just know that there's an additional level that they can get to, right? If only they would blank, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And so I think one way to do that, and I'm just thinking off the top of my head here is to love and accept them where they are now and be okay with that. Like, I love you. You're amazing. Uh, And like, I'm, I guess what I'm going with that is um, showing rather than telling. And like, Mm -hmm. like if you're reading the books and doing the podcast and are having amazing relationships with your friends or your relationship with your parents have improved or you've started working out and eating better and you're kicking ass and you seem super fucking happy. Uh, like me as a dude, I'm going to observe that and be kind of curious <laughs> be like, 
What's your deal? You know, like, what are you taking? What are, what, are you, what are you eating? Like, what are you doing? And I suppose framing the entire conversation or interaction or invitation in a way that invites deeper intimacy and connection and better sex, right? So there's a big difference of saying, hey, you jerk, why don't you read this book and stop being an asshole? Versus like, hey, you know what? Like, I would really love to have better sex with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm thinking one way we could do that is you know, blank. Um, or, hey, I love you and I care about you. And um, I want to improve our relationship. Like, I want to fight less. Like, you know, these kind of things are really attractive benefits yeah. to personal development. So focusing and, and on I, the positive consequences of the doing the thing. Doing the thing, yeah. And um, and just fostering an honest and open conversation or a dialogue around what that person sees. Like, like what's the story that they have in their brain around mm. personal development mm-hmm. or therapy or feelings or... Uh, honesty, Mm -hmm. uh, vulnerability. Like we all have stories around that stuff. And I think, I mean, for men to, in a sweeping heteronormative generalization, uh, men are often taught to not express feelings, not express emotions, uh, not be vulnerable because that makes us less of a man. That makes us bad. Um, And so our whole life, um, for many of us, we have been culturally shaped to not be that kind of person person Mm -hmm. and whereas women i think sweeping generalization sure please don't message me on the internet uh, (laughs) yeah are are taught to like have sisterhood and be expressive and and so a lot of men simply lack the emotion or not the emotion they lack the language and the vocabulary to even understand what the heck is going on. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't know how to describe it. Uh, So this is kind of a tangent, but I think think somehow creating a safe space in which you are holding space, so that's a separate conversation in itself, uh, for that person to feel comfortable being themselves. A whole other side of this is having your dude join a men's group mm-hmm. uh, and connect with other men because that is honestly the most powerful way that you can change a man. Yeah. Uh, and there's countless, I have so many friends that do this work. So there's um, Connor Beaton at Man Talks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Traver Bohm is doing great work at Man Uncivilized. My buddy Brandon Alexander is doing stuff at New Age Gents. If you're a little bit more like spiritually inclined, let's say, there's the um, Sacred Sons uh-huh. guys who are taking men out into the desert and, you know, doing ceremony and rituals. So there's a lot. I mean, there's so many books out there. Yeah. Uh, What's your favorite? I'm kind of ranting, Kat. Get me, get me on no, track. No, I'm good. This um, is amazing. It's, you know, okay. I, I recently had this experience with my sister whom I, I'm um, quarantining with. Quarantining? Quarantine? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't Whatever the word is. Um, and had this moment because I'm... <laughs> 
you know, the stereotypical dishes in the sink, right? And I'm somebody who mm. does not like dishes in the sink. I like to yeah. have that all clean. And she will leave them in there for longer than what is comfortable for me. So it's something that I would bring up and bring up. But what I found mm. was um, using, you know, validating her first and recognizing or, you know, telling her, yeah, God, you've got so much on your plate right right now. It makes sense to me why why it slips your mind or why it does you know it's not in your the front of your mind to to do this. And yeah. so I would validate her and still ask the thing. Um, and the second week of quarantine, she had done everything, cleaned the whole kitchen. She cleaned all the dishes like right away. And I come in and I started crying and I was just like, ah, oh my God, like that's so nice. You did it. And she was like, you know, at first she was like, what the fuck? You know? And then she, she was like, oh, I think I get it. Like, this must be your love language. I just did an act of service for you. And, and that was, and she's absolutely right. That is my love language. So it's a lot more sensitive to me and hers is, um, touch. So it's, Mm. it's, you know, in that moment, she validated me. And I think there's, there's just so much power in being able to actively see the other person or make effort to see where the other person is coming from. A hundred percent. And I think that you've raised a really important point that lends itself to that conversation that we just had, which is to, um, to like compliment your person Mm -hmm. when they're changing, like express gratitude, like see them, acknowledge them. Appreciate. Yeah. Appreciate because, um, we sometimes don't see things from the other person's perspective. And so for, for you, um, like hypothetically, it might be like, take out the trash or, uh, or, or let's say something more emotional. So like being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Right. And so for, for a dude that's never done that, uh, a person that's never done that, when they say something that to you might be very basic and super simple and not scary or vulnerable at all, uh, there might be an inclination to like judge their vulnerability Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. like not a big deal. But to that person, it might be a huge fucking deal. It might take tremendous bravery to say like, "Hey, I feel sad." Yeah. Uh, right? It might be the it might be gigantic. Uh, and so honoring every step forward is a really important part of um, that process, in my opinion, um, because you just don't know. Like, right. and the and the way forward to get to those upper levels is like you have to start somewhere and so um being patient and being appreciative i think are really huge attributes Mm -hmm. um yeah helps us to be seen helps us to bring back come back to you i see it as coming back to like a zero point or like when we Mm -hmm. show gratitude or we feel gratitude it almost like regulates our nervous system again to where can we can come Mm -hmm. back and and make steps forward instead of from a fear space or limbic system response. Yeah. Yeah. And then like in relationship, you get to decide what's a negotiable and what's a non-negotiable as you know. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And so if, uh, if you want your partner to change, if you want things to be different and there are promises made, but not kept, if there is not a lot of progress after days or months or years, you get to decide because remember, you can prioritize yourself 
whether you want to stay in that relationship or whether you want to leave that relationship. Mm -hmm. And this is always true. Um, I, I was in a, I'm leading a group coaching program. And yesterday, one of the women said in the, on the call, like, yeah, but what if it's your parent? And it's like, it does not matter. Uh, it's especially difficult to change those relationship dynamics because they're so ingrained after so many years, mm -hmm. but the principles still hold like you deserve love and respect and, and you don't have to have anybody in your life that disrespects you or devalues you or treats you like shit. Like you can change those dynamics and that's a bit extreme, but it's a boundary issue. If people are not respecting your boundaries, then you need to adjust those boundaries. Mm -hmm. You know, right? I just wrote a post about that concept today and it's about, you know, we accept these breadcrumbs because we're afraid mm. that, um, you know, if we're not getting the whole loaf that we might starve you know, and we're afraid yeah. of starving. So we'll, we'll take it. Right? Settle. Yeah. And like neglecting to realize that you're the whole feast. Like, that we are living, breathing buffets, right? More it's than like, a snack. You are. <laughs> more than a snack? Yeah, what are you doing? You're the prize. Like, you deserve it to be fought for. You're the you're the first class ticket, you know? Like, don't settle. Like, so it's that idea. You get the life you settle for. You get the life that you believe you deserve. And so if you truly believe that you deserve crumbs, guess what the universe is going to throw at you? A ton of crumbs. Mm -hmm. And like maybe you're so busy looking down and picking up the crumbs that you don't even notice all the restaurants around you or the people offering you filet mignon or Indian curry or whatever. Mm. It's just like a the world is a feast. And, and we forget that sometimes because our perspective is so focused on the stuff that we're looking for. And it's, it's potentially dangerous, right? Because you find what you seek. Mm -hmm. And if you are looking for crumbs, you're going to find those crumbs. Mm -hmm. And... Again and again and again. You're going to be a fucking crumb expert. <laughs> and those make the you best know? sandwiches, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's the same concept with relationships, right? Is I, I wrote a post about assholes and I was like, stop dating assholes. Stop hooking up with assholes. Stop getting back together with assholes. Yeah. Stop marrying assholes. Stop giving assholes orgasms. Like... <laughs> If assholes are getting all the things that they want, they have no incentive to change. And so it takes uh, us saying no <laughs> and standing up for ourselves and our value before things start to change. And that's totally okay. You know, it, it just requires intense bravery in the moment. Yeah. But on the other side of that is is beauty and bliss. And you, you feel so proud of yourself when you stand up for yourself. Sure, sure. But I think, and I think, you know, one of the major barriers to that is people don't even know that that's their pattern. They're not, it's not in their conscious awareness that this is their mm. attachment strategies that they default to, you know, or that it's programmed in them. It's normal. Yeah. It's like a fish in the water who doesn't realize that they're in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, um, yeah. And so ways to identify that is to be more aware of the stories you tell yourself. So for example, I always do this, or this always happens, mm -hmm. or I'm not like that, or, oh no, I'm blank. Mm -hmm. um, the way that we consciously choose our identity shapes our life. Uh, like, oh no, I, I don't go to the gym. 
like, well, what you really mean is, no, I'm not a person that values my health. Or perhaps what you really mean is, no, I'm not a person who believes they can do hard things. Right. And so trying to tease out the layers upon which we build our lives mm-hmm. is a really valuable endeavor mm-hmm. of like, who, who really are you? Mm-hmm. Like, who are you? And who do you want to be? Right. What is the life that you really desire? Mm-hmm. Like, what are your dreams? Yeah. You or know? Even, and, or even, and how do the, you go ahead. I go was ahead. just going to say, or even all the parts, oh. that, <laughs> all the parts that are talking inside of us, the part of us that doesn't want to go to the gym, 100%. the part of us that does, yeah. you know, the part. Yeah. And then just, you know, mm-hmm. you can do some reenactment, put some wigs on and play out each of yeah. those parts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like letting those various truths out to play Um, because at the core of it, I believe we're all the things like I am brave and I'm also scared. Uh, I'm strong, but I'm also weak. Like I've, I've felt the whole gamut of human emotions. It's like a, like we're the entire color palette, you know? And I think that we forget that we are brave and that we are capable and that we are lovable and that we are strong um, because it's, it can feel easier sometimes to focus on the negatives mm-hmm. um, and we get stuck in these shame spirals and we, we build a house in the Valley of the suck, as I like to say. <laughs> and like, and we just stay there. And like the more that we do those things, the more that those patterns repeat, we just feel normal and normal begins to feel comfortable despite the pain, mm-hmm. but the pain that we are comfortable with, is manageable and we know that we'll survive and we know that we can deal with it. So we don't try to change. And so we continue in this state of suffering. Um, And I think oftentimes we can neglect to realize that we can choose better suffering, Mm. right? So you can suffer by being obese and being lazy and having heart disease or you can suffer by going to the gym and getting your butt on a stairmaster for 20 minutes and lifting weights like that also kind of sucks <laughs> but it's a different kind of suck than uh being overweight and having significant health issues right and this is true of of anything you can choose better suffering you can choose to bite your tongue and repress that anger and pretend that everything's fine with that person, or you can choose to have that really vulnerable conversation that feels scary and that requires a bit of bravery that feels uncomfortable because you're not used to it. That's just a different form of suffering. And so I feel like the more that we can choose better forms of suffering for ourselves, the better our life gets. It does. It does. And what's coming. So, oh my God, I have such an overactive imagination of my head. I had this image (laughs) come through of like, wow, we're like really kinky fuckers. We like really like the pain, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And, and like, we don't even realize how pronounced the pain is until we get still with it Mm. until we hire a coach until we go to therapy until something happens that pushes us over the edge mm-hmm. and all of it erupts, yeah. whether that's a death or a pandemic or something, right? Um, because we're so, as I said, I'm so good at distracting myself from feeling things. 
I'm so good at uh, choosing to be busy instead of choosing to be. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so good at prioritizing everything else except actually what's happening in my heart and my soul sure. and expressing that out into the yeah. world, right? And so then that becomes a practice is how can you create time and space in your life to feel things, to just be, right? And whether that's getting on a yoga mat or practicing meditation or doing breath work or boxing or therapy, whatever, um, I'm fairly convinced that the expression of unprocessed pain and emotion is a really healing modality. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. And, and that's hard for me. Sure. Like that feels scary. Many of us. That, <laughs> I don't want to feel sad. I don't want to feel grief. I don't want to feel shame and guilt and pain. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want that shit. Uh, however, Uh, I'm also recognizing that by consciously preventing myself from feeling those things, I'm creating a whole lot of other suffering in ways that I probably don't even fully understand Mm -hmm. in terms of illness, disease, self-sabotage, distraction, um, not fulfilling my destiny, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like preventing my life from being as good as possible, um, So, yeah, I I think that many of us can benefit from more feeling and more being in our bodies and in our hearts and less distraction, avoidance, busyness. So one thing, one question that's coming to my mind uh, right now, you're such an advocate for giving people permission to do what feels right for them or, you know, listen to their body and that kind of thing. Um, And I do Mm -hmm. too. And yet, so I'm seeing these different memes that are put up on um, Instagram and some of them are like, you know, if you don't want to do anything today, it's okay. Or um, if you don't feel productive, it's okay. You know, all this permission. And then on the other side, there's all these other memes that that are like, yeah. take this time and finish that book and they, you know, mm-hmm. like, take, take charge of your life and yeah. evolve and learn all the, you know, astral projection. Yeah. So how, mm-hmm. <laughs> what sort of advice would you give to, to people who are in this, this, um, yes, in that experience or caught between those two voices? Mm. Yeah, it's a great question. And I'm definitely guilty of being one of those meme makers who contributes to this dialogue, uh, sometimes on one side and sometimes on the other. And so I think what I'm hearing you say is that there's one camp who is saying, take this time to rest and be still and get in your body and eliminate the distraction, eliminate the doing, just chill. Right. And then there's another camp suggesting This is the greatest opportunity of your life. There has never been a better time to write your book, launch your business, get to your fit body, reconnect with your loved ones, learn to cook, play the guitar like a virtuoso, (laughs) et cetera, right? And so somewhere in that spectrum is your personal truth, right? And the way that I approach um, my life more and more, but definitely these memes, is to check in with yourself about what feels true for you. Um, And a word for that might be intention. So um, there's a big difference between 
watching a Netflix movie, for example, to unwind and connect with your loved one and just kind of relax after a busy day. Um, That's one option. And then there's another option of watching a Netflix movie after you just watched a Netflix movie, uh, after you just watched a Netflix movie four days in a row because you're actually feeling terrified of what's happening and you're not expressing it and you're avoiding something, right? Um, And so those two things, while on the surface are the same, uh, deep down there might be an underlying truth that is manifesting in very different ways for very different people. And so the way that I would navigate that for myself is to perpetually check in with how I'm feeling deep down. So, um, cause I'm, I'm trying to work, like I'm getting fit, Dr. Yeah, Cat, looking like good I'm working over there. out, every, yeah. you know, like I'm working out every day. I'm doing my sit-ups and shit in quarantine. <laughs> like I'm quarantining, you know, like I'm making shit happen. I've got a book that I want to write. I'm trying to do all the things. Yeah. Like I, I signed up to like learn to play guitar because <laughs> Fender has three free months Wait, of whatever. What? I'm going to have to check yeah. that out. Okay. I'll have to get a yeah, guitar f- first, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Fender app has three free months. Anyway. So I'm, uh, I'm immersed in this as well. And, um, and what I'm realizing is that I want to do less better. Mm. That's, I wrote this in a journal like a year or two ago and it's kind of this mantra that's guided me of like, do less better. Mm-hmm. So I want to learn a whole bunch of things and I'm so interested in all the things. Um, but if I minimize my to-do list, I can do each of those things better. Mm. Um, and so for me, it's like learning to play guitar right now feels like a very fun endeavor. Like it just feels like a fuck. Yes. My body is like, yeah, man, guitar. (laughs) And so what that means is the other things on my list while also feeling like priorities, Mm -hmm. they're just, they've now become maybe later, let's call it that list. Like, yeah, there's, they still are priorities and they would still be fun, but they're just not right now. Mm -hmm. They're not, they're not my fuck. Yes. Right. And so if it's not a fuck, yes, it's a no, that's, that's one easy mantra that I've heard for people to make decisions. And so going back to your original question, I realize I'm rambling all over the place, but it's about, getting still and discerning what you really need right yeah. now. And it goes back to that idea of prioritizing yourself. So right now, you might really just need a rest. You might really need to sleep in. You might really need to not set an alarm, mm-hmm. right? And for for some people I've worked with, that's been their edge. Like that's been the work, so to speak, of like, hey, I dare you not to work on your uh-huh. book today. I dare <laughs> you <me>. not <laughs> to grow your business today. Like yeah. I dare you to practice presence yeah. and versus other people is like, yo, you have not done shit <laughs> in three days. Like you need to work on your book. You need to grow your business. You need to, you know, work out. You haven't worked out in two weeks, like get your ass on the treadmill. And so there's a balance there mm-hmm. and it relates to, your own inner truth, and also your identity and how you see yourself and how that identity relates to the life that you are trying to create for yourself. 
So if you have big dreams and big goals and you are trying to change your life, a good question to ask is, are my actions aligning with my intentions? Mm -hmm. And if they're not, then you've got some something to be curious about and you've got something to explore. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. There's no like... As, as someone that makes memes on the internet, like there's there's a real challenge in summing up life and truth in three sentences and an Instagram caption, yeah. right? Uh, it requires some sweeping generalizations. It requires some like some like vagary, mm -hmm. you yeah. know. Um, but so yeah, I, I'd go back to. I mean, so don't let that replace just, your coach or your therapist. Got it. No, go, yeah, go to therapy. <laughs> therapy is great. Yeah. Hiring coaches is wonderful yeah. because it helps you to see things from a, such a different perspective, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and then just like getting in tune with what you really need to be your best self. And so like a game that I play is to pretend that my highest self just like lives on my shoulder. Of like, okay, uh, if I was the most loving version of myself, what would I say to this person? If I was the most committed version of myself, what would I do right now? If I had the most integrity I've ever had, how would I respond to this situation? Mm -hmm. Like, how would I plan my day, mm -hmm. you know? And try to live in that way. Because what will happen is if you continue to take actions that are aligned with your best self, mm -hmm that are aligned with who you truly want to be so that you can live the life of your dreams. Eventually you're just going to become that. And you're going to like wake up one day and be like, Oh, like I'm just kicking ass. Mm -hmm. Like I, the guy that used to live on my shoulder now lives in my heart. Like I, I just am that dude because I've taken action that aligns with that version of myself for so long that I can't even separate who I want to be from who I yeah. am. Like I just, I'm in integrity. Like I do my shit. Like I prioritize mm -hmm. myself. I love the shit out of yes. my body. I practice radical mm. acceptance. You know? Mm -hmm. And then and then you're winning in my opinion. Yes. So I hear across the, it, pretty much everything that you've said today has this thread through it of compassion, curiosity, presence, self-inquiry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And and I would add to that like ferociousness or like uh like ferocity. Yeah. Uh like I I love doing hard things like deep down there's like, I hate it. Like all the things I've already said, like I, I also hate yeah. those things, but there's part of me that's like a little punk rock. Don't tell me what to do. Uh, I can do anything yes. um, and I'm going to do it. So uh, like a resilience perhaps, uh -huh. or a, an inner strength, let's call it that. Um, I, I just like seeing what's possible for myself. Like I'm into that. Yeah. Like, I want to know how good my relationship could be. Like, I want to know um, how big my impact might be in the world. I want to know how good of a book I could write. You know, these like, are Jeremy's turn ons. I, I'm into that. Yeah. Like, I am yeah, yeah. into learning. <laughs> yeah. Like, I am into growth. I, I want to surround myself with people that are seeking knowledge and adventure and the next level, mm -hmm. um, so to speak. So, so yeah, everything you said about compassion and self-inquiry and awareness, but then also I think reminding myself and reminding you that's listening is that 
you are way stronger than you give yourself credit yeah. for. You are entirely much more resilient than you think. Like, like your ancestors have survived for literally billions of years <laughs> to make you. Like, like survival is in your fucking DNA. Like, you got you this did shit. It. Like, <laughs> like you survived extinction events and volcanoes and earthquakes and all kinds of shit to be here now. And even your little like, spermy survived. You know, yeah, like the whole mass of hundred <laughs> percent for like literally millions of years. Yeah. Like your ancestors got through it. You know. And like, you'll get through it too. And you have a foundation in your bones that will serve you in trying to do hard, great things. Mm -hmm. Like it is possible for life to work out for you. It is totally possible for you to find that partner or get that job or sell that thing Mm -hmm. or like create that business. Like it is definitely possible that it all works out. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we tend to forget that the positive versions of the future are equally as plausible as the mm. negative ones because neither of them exist. And when nothing is certain, anything is possible. And why not just go out and create some shit and see what happens? Yeah. You know? I love what you just said there. If I had a highlighter that could highlight through the air, you're everything that you just said, because, <laughs> because right now, you know, there's so much uncertainty. There's so many conspiracy theories. Yeah. There's so many of our best friends who are sending us uncredible news right now. And it's really fucking with our already challenging ability to trust, trust ourselves, yeah. trust the world, trust others. And it's it's like what you're saying here, I think is really potent of like, trust your inner resources, trust your strength and yeah. know that. And so whatever does unfold, it you are mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, we all have these little, I call them heart whispers. <laughs> Of like these little heart whispers, these little intuitive hits that are like, hey, dump that guy or hey, like start that business, Mm -hmm. move to Switzerland, (laughs) buy buy a goat farm, whatever. (laughs) It's like we have these little inner truths that I like to view as like a heart compass, mm. like that, that know the way. Like we know, like deep down, you you know, you talk to people and they're like, I don't know what I want to do. You're like. Bullshit. Like you, like, you know, like we know, mm-hmm. but we just get in our heads and in our heads is where the fear is shouting and the shame lives and the stories and the shoulds yeah. and the what ifs and all that crap. Meanwhile, we have these little whispers that are like, psst, psst, you know, do, do the thing. And so I, I don't know. I just see the practice as one of learning to trust yourself, learning to prioritize yourself leaning into those truths, being aware of them, but also accepting them and then taking aligned action from that place and just seeing what's possible, like going and trying some shit. Yo, like everything about this episode, is just so, it's so juicy. There's so much there. It's so potent. And I feel like if we lived in the same city, we'd be best friends. Like I'm pretty sure. (laughs) (laughs) So good. I would dig it. Like, remember... We could Move like here. go places. Remember when we used to go yeah, places? Barely. And, like barely remember. Be in public yeah. with people and like give hugs. Do all yeah. those things. Yeah, that yeah was, hugs. Remember how good hugs Dude, were? I don't know what it feels like. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day of uh so like as dudes, we we shake hands mm-hmm. a lot. You know, that's like a 
That's a thing. Greeting, yeah. right? And I was I was thinking with this whole pandemic thing of like you definitely don't do that now. Uh, but I could see how like in a year, like maybe there's a year of no shaking hands. Like, do we go back to that? Or do we just look back and be like, that was so dumb. Why do we yeah. do that? We were spreading so many germs. Yeah. Like, it does like all of society switch to like a fist bump or something? Yeah, or the elbow thing. I think the elbow thing was, I've, I've been seeing yeah. the the um, landscapers around in the neighborhood like doing that. Oh, <laughs> I'm really? not kidding. Yeah, Elbows? yeah. I'm going to go for my, my um, once a day walk. <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh, the yeah. world. But yeah, like, that'd be fun to connect in real life. We'll have a, a tea or a meal. Remember with restaurants? Mm. Remember how good restaurants what were? What were those? What, what's a restaurant? Those like, uh, food that somebody yeah, else cooks like a, for you. <laughs> yeah. Right? Remember not cooking? God, I don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So how can, how um, can, <laughs> how can people find more about you and read more about what you've got going on and work with you? Yeah. So I've, I'm on the internet at long distance love bombs this is my, my kind of brand. Uh, I have a website, I have a podcast, I'm on Instagram, mm-hmm. I have a weekly newsletter. I wrote a book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If you search long distance love bombs, you'll find me and, um, and yeah, that's the easiest way. I'm basically just, I rant a lot. I have a lot of words. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the podcast is a good one too. I've I've done like 70 episodes of the and podcast. And it's really good. And, I listen to it. It's really good. I really oh, enjoy thanks. the people that you bring on, the stories that you drop in with people. It's all really enlightening and very yeah. real and raw, which is what. Thank yeah, you. It's not overproduced or, you know, like. I don't know. It's definitely not <laughs> overproduced. <laughs> I've had guests be like, you could just edit this out. No. And I'm like, no, I don't really do that here. Uh, do you know me? What's, yeah, that sounds like more work than necessary. <laughs> He's like, don't you know my to-do list? Like, I'm yeah, trying to practice not doing so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, those are the main ways. Yeah, so I. I coach people one-on-one. I do group coaching. Um, I used to teach workshops mm-hmm. and do retreats yeah. live and hope to do that again in the mm-hmm. future. Same. Um, yeah. I'm just trying to, trying to spread some good in the yeah. world, try to live my life and have some fun. Well, you're definitely doing it. You're killing it for sure. I thoroughly enjoy thank it. You. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This was, this was absolutely a treat. Kat, it was my sincere pleasure. You're a gem and this was super fun and it's an honor to connect with you and all of your listeners. So thank you for creating the space and being here. Yeah, of course. And lovers, I want to thank you again for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please head to eatplaysex.com, subscribe to the show, write us a review and connect with me so that I can give you some of my sexy guides. I like create them all the time because it's so much fun for me to do. So check it out (laughs) and I'll see you next time on Eat, Play, Sex. Thanks for tuning in, lovers. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. You can find out more about our guests and topics from our show by checking out eatplaysex.com. Until next time, don't forget to nourish your sex life.